0: Foil oh what the fuck are you guys even talking about global controls will have to be
1: imposed and, 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 and a world governing body will be created to enforce them
2: welcome to
1: tinfoil hat
2: we, we, we go deep homeboy <laughs> Eric, open your mind. drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. D- 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 that's some interdimensional <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.
1: This is only the beginning.
2: There's you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? <laughs> Revolution will be podcasted. Yeah. What's up, everybody? How are you? Welcome back to another episode of Tim Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. As always, joining me, my partner in crime, and the place to be Xavier Guerrero. Oh
0: shit, here we go again.
2: Boom, I'm gonna say that every day there now. There we go. Guys, thank you all for coming out to the uh, to uh, Huntington Hun- Beach, the Rec Room sold out show, packed the house crush that shit and uh i love the crowds man you guys are the best crowds you know what i love about Tim Fall hat crowds is they don't have a certain type of comedy that they like they just want good comedy meaning you could do a variety of different styles they just they just want you to be really good and uh and after, i appreciate that and
0: after the show they always got more questions yeah i love it they're so into conspiracies like yo before you leave and i'm like I'm saying they're still smiling. Uh, I'm like, hell yeah. We we'll yeah, always yeah, stay yeah. late.
2: I mean, it is a pretty amazing, the uh, turnout. And again, all the ladies are smoke shows. Ooh. It's unbelievable. Uh, so tomorrow night, we have a big show. Comedy Cast will be live at the Comedy Store, brought to you by our good friends at abx.org. That's Absolute Extract. That's right, abx.org. They are the... Reebok, They are the Nike. They are the apple of weed. They are a billion-dollar industry, and they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So go check it out. They got everything. They got uh, weed water. They got weed stuff for your JJ ladies. They have uh, <laughs> anal bleaching. I mean, they, they got stuff for your dog. You can get your dog high now. It's like what a wonderful time to be alive. And it should have been sooner. Don't know why it took this long. Support those who fight. Dude, these guys are fighting big pharmaceuticals. They talk we talk about it all the time at the comedy store. So go and uh, just basically let them know that, you know, you appreciate what they're doing. We give out samples at the show, so come on down. It's and, uh,
0: also it's not all THC. They got some C B D that doesn't get you high. Doesn't so get you, you high. Yeah, if you got a job you can't fuck up, they come through. They got just That's why CBD. if you
2: got a job you should do mushrooms because it doesn't come up on a drug test. Oh shit. Comes up as food poisoning. Just coming in like, oh, I'm just I'm tripping balls. <laughs> you know, so that yeah, I mean I I love it, dude. I love it. Uh Comedy Chaos has got it's got Joey Diaz, Dan Cook, uh Bobby Lee, Ian Edwards, Christina and Christina Hutchinson. Kids Christina Hutchinson, who's so funny from uh, Guys We Fuck. So it's uh it's a wonderful show. Grab those tickets, uh, it will sell out. And then Santa Cruz, Tifo hats are coming. That's right. July 20th. We are live at the DNA Comedy Club. Grab your tickets now. Our shows are selling out. Grab your tickets now. Myself, XG, Eddie Bravo. We are there. We're bringing guns a blazing, Okay. I guarantee you, Eddie will get shit face and drop knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. That guy drops knowledge. Yes. We got those shirts are coming to the woke boys. So go grab the, those tickets right now. I believe it's DNAcomedyclub.com. I'll find look that up real quick. And then uh, we are in Sacramento. What is that date?
0: Uh, that is the 2nd.
2: August 2nd. August 2nd, yes. August 2nd. We are in Sacramento at Harlow's, dude. This show will sell out, town. I'm coming with Cowbell, okay? cowbell rednecks you know what i'm saying children have the the children of the corn shit okay (laughs) we're gonna go hard in the paint where you write i love sacramento it's one of the most underrated shows uh underrated towns out there so come out myself eddie bravo and this fool once again
0: and don't forget you also got the helium yeah in st louis
2: when's that uh the ninth and the tenth, they're coming up. Oh yeah, man, I gotta start pushing this. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, helium. Okay, I'll get that all out. We'll we'll talk on the next one. What else do we got? Uh, I think we banged it all out, right? That's it. The patreons, the t-shirts. Go to timfallhatteeshts New shirts every month, and then go check out the patreon. We're giving you three to four. I I basically put out now three different content on there all week. So go check it out. Uh, support the show. Enough of me. Enough of me. This is a big moment in tinfoil history. We have a presidential uh, (laughs) candidate coming on. He's going hard in the paint. His ideas are amazing. And uh, I'm all for anarchy, dude. You know what I'm saying? I say burn the whole fucking thing down. And he is here. He's basically running on that. Uh, He is running for the Libertarian (laughs) nomination. Ah, he is a man this guy is a war hero he fucking brings books to baltimore dog i mean like you're bringing books to the wire you know you ain't fucking around he's on radio author (laughs) you name it this guy is going to be the future please welcome the future president of the united states adam kokash everybody how are you bud
1: Outstanding, Sam thank you so much for that intro and, and I, I love talking to comedians because like I, I, the only reason I got into politics in the first place was that I'm not funny enough to do stand-up uh, I, I really love uh, I, I actually have a Sam Tripoli station on my Pandora I, and I found you through uh, through Ari Shafir you came up
2: on. you have uh, my vote you have my them. vote. You got it done. You don't have to campaign anymore. You got my vote. It's done. Here. Right. I love that you're doing this. Uh, when did you decide to run for president?
1: You know, it's, it's it's funny before before I before I answer that, I have to say every time I have to introduce myself, even as a presidential candidate, uh, I throw up in my mouth a little bit because you, you really have to be some kind of psychopath to want to be president of the United States. and and I really have to make this absolutely clear from the get-go, that Adam Kokos being president is not an option. It's true that I'm technically running for president, but it's much more accurate to say that I'm running to turn the federal election into a referendum on whether or not the federal government should be allowed to exist at all. And if if I'm the uh, president-elect, it's not that I'm going to become president. We're going to go in and sign one executive order that lays out the process of a orderly bankruptcy process for the federal government. And this came about to answer your question in 2012. I know, you know, Bilderberg and and you're familiar. with. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're familiar with Alex Jones work there in 2012. I I went to go uh, to cover it for Adam versus the man. And I met Jason Burmess, the original info warrior and we were debating freedom versus Statism, and at some point he goes, "Oh yeah, well, what would you do if you were president?" And, and I hmm, well, what would I do if I were president? You know, I, I got I got over that moment pretty quickly and said, "Okay, well, if I'm I'm seriously defending this worldview, you know, what would I do? You know, I quit, go home, and get a real job. I, if, if I had the authority, if I was entrusted with this false authority, this, this this power that shouldn't exist that one human being has over others, I." I I, I've seen Lord of the Rings. You don't put the ring on; you throw it directly in the fire, and that's the basic concept of the campaign. And since 2012, people have been asking me serious questions about this one after another, and it, and it never really, you know, you know, formed as a serious idea until years later that this was possible. And I mean, I'm only doing this because nobody else is doing it. That if this is an idea whose time has come, it's time we find out. We don't need to be united under a government to be united in American values. It's kind of ridiculous in, in, in 2020 that, that we're not all thinking outside the box and capable of saying, you know what, maybe we'd be better off without this institution. Maybe we can dr- redraw all these lines on the map to better suit our needs and not be bound by history.
2: Well, you know, man, I think it's a very good idea. I say I'm all for anarchy. I'm all for burning everything down. Uh, We have a broken system in Washington. Uh, You know, it's like every election, I I really learn to appreciate women more because uh, elections are basically what guys do, uh, are the equivalent of what men do to get laid, okay? Like, we say whatever we have to say to get laid. Whatever we think she wants to hear to give us some love, We'll say it I mean we will sell them the stars and the moon if they'll let, them, let us give them a dick down, right? So this is the same thing that and then, then we wonder why women go crazy and they get they just get so angry with us because we are because we're savages, right? It's the same thing with elections. So you have these elections. these guys literally tell us what we want to hear, and as soon as they get elected, they have no plans of doing any of it. And right. it's gone too far. And what's really bad is that when I say politicians are liars, there is a group of people who know politicians are liars and they still get angry because you're calling their side a liar. These are people they've never met before. These are people they don't know anything really about other than what they've been sold. Okay. And yet they get so angry like, my mother and my brother are mad at me because I flipped off George Bush Sr.'s statue at the Houston thing. This man ha- has been involved in three of the worst things that ever happened in American history. Which is Did you get with- mad at them for not doing it? What's that? You should have gotten mad at them for not doing it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, did. That's one time. I'm like, Je- I mean, I do research, dude. George Bush dude, is a, a fucking moment. criminal. <laughs> and he, like, my mom's yeah. like, dude, this is a true. story. I was talking about was it on there. stage. Yeah, I was My there. mom called me. She's like, you need to tell me when you're doing your conspiracy comedy. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> the last show that I went to, I brought three FBI agents. I'm like, why are you bringing FBI to my show? Why? <laughs> You know I'm a scumbag, mom. I'm your son. I'm your ex husband's child. Okay, all my all, all my fucking hobbies are felonies. Why are you bringing the po-po to my show? It doesn't make any sense. But you know they get mad at me, and they get they don't realize that that guy was part of the JFK assassination. That guy was fucking part of the assassination attempt on um on uh Reagan. And he was flooding the market, flooding the uh, ghettos with crack. Supposedly, the Bilderberg Group was having a meeting in New York on September 10th, the day before September 11th. So, stop with that revisionist history. And it's, just, it's not just him; it's his whole family. The whole family. The whole family. The daughters are hot; they got big tits and their little cross eyes. But the rest <laughs> of them are just garbage people. Okay, garbage people.
1: So there's no, you know, I. I, I know. The cross-eyed part that keeps me away.
2: I don't know, dude. I that gets my dick hard, dog. I don't know why. I just like cross-eyed chicks. I, if they got cross-eyed, te- cross-eyed and big teeth, I'm excited. I don't know what it is. I saw that one time in. Uh, in Canada, and I got so excited. I'm like, oh my God, it's the unicorn. And she just ran off. And I'm just like, somewhere out there is I, my cross-eyed, big-titted, big-teeth tit, big lady out there. Um, I can't believe I'm talking like this to a presidential
1: candidate. So the thing I like well, about can you... I go, Sam, can, Sam can, I go, can I go back to something? since you've Dude, since, whatever you want to before talk. Before we go forward, I think it's just, just a good background point to cover here. Because you mentioned anarchy a couple times. And, and there are a lot of people who... Sort of, If you take a broader view of anarchy simply by the definition of, of a world with no rulers, that's not a world of chaos. That's a world of peace and harmony. You know? and, and, and if you want to lump me in with that, it's, it's certainly fair. Some people would describe me as an anarcho-capitalist. But I think what's more important, as, as what describes my philosophical and ethical grounding, is voluntarism. And that's just basically ethics, the ideal that human relationships should be voluntary, free of force, fraud, and coercion. And then you understand when you look at government, what is it? It's something that fundamentally violates individual rights, your right to self-ownership, that claims some ability to, to steal from you, to tax you, to, to claim some ownership, to take your freedom away. By the way, if you were living in L.A., a few less of your hobbies might be felonies just saying yeah but if you probably uh, if you take take that philosophical grounding you you stop and this is an important shift that i'm proposing for the libertarian party for the libertarian movement is to stop focusing on aesthetics and start really getting down a principle focusing on ethics and and i'll just use one quick example of this a lot of people think of libertarianism as pro-gun and, you know, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable saying this because I went to jail for four months on civil disobedience for gun rights. So the libertarian position is much more pro-private property than it is pro-gun. You should have the right to defend yourself however you want on your property. Absolutely no questions asked. But if I want to stay on my property, no guns allowed, and you bring a gun on my property, then you're violating my rights. I think that's so,
2: yeah, acceptable.
1: Right. So to apply this now to the extreme in, in, in the political, or, or I should say, to apply this ethical concept a little more consistently in, in the political context, we go with localization. How do we take governments apart from the top down to get it to that local level where it's really more reflective of a community's needs and it's voluntary in the sense that anybody can opt out? You can start your own community. So I, again, I'll, I'll go to the extremes and the examples and, and say, you know, even though I'm, I'm, somewhat Jewish, and the rise of, you know, fringe white nationalism in the United States today is somewhat viscerally disturbing, I can still say, if, if you and, and a bunch of people of the same race, you want to go have your ethnostate over there, and you, you do it on private property, and you're not holding anybody hostage, and you're not forcing on anybody else, I want you to have that right. And if, if you're a gun grabbing socialist and you get a bunch of people together and you want to live in a commune and, and do whatever crazy stuff you want to do there, same thing applies. If you're doing it, you're bringing it together ethically. I want you to have that right. How do we get to that? Localization. Cure for polarization is when you force everybody into one big system. Now, if, if I meet you as a fellow American and you disagree with me on something, I have to see you as an enemy that you might you might. Violate my freedom because we have a different aesthetic concept of what we want our communities to look like. So, like you, a liberal meets a conservative on the street, you have to say, "Oh well, I, I hope you, you don't get as many votes for your side as we get for my side." And and it's this, like you said, this you know bullshit fighting, you know, put all DC out of work. Let's it is.
2: It. it is. It is. It's crazy. I want to get into a little bit of uh, liberalism. Um, I I a uh, libertarianism. Uh, you know, there's things that I'm very libertarian on. There are some things that I am socialist on. And some that drives people crazy. That drives people nuts. They're so like, you got to be one or the other. Blah, 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 blah. You know,
1: the problem that I have... Nobody defines terms. <laughs> What's that? Nobody stops and defines terms in these stupid debates. Like you were saying earlier about the left and right. It's always just the media saying... Oh yes, your 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 worldview is good. Let me stroke your ego. You're correct, and and giving people that comfort. And once you get past that bullshit, it's it's like it's it's all gibberish. Uh,
2: because I'm completely down with like me. I, I have the right to uh, my land, my property, my, and I'm allowed to run that the, the way I want to. My problem is, it's like when we start getting into deregulation, and like, and I, I really want to have a real. I, I want you to clarify this for me because i think i might have it wrong you know deregulations of a lot of stuff there i think there's common sense deregulations out there like when you want to build a deck on your on your patio right you shouldn't have to get 90 permits to do that that is all bullshit that is called a a fee of entry i think we could all agree that there should be some sort of uh elimination of fee fee of entry which is something we see in the medical community where doctors try to become doc they go through they go through schooling and they're so in debt they have to play ball with big pharmaceuticals who put them in these positions and they can't really do anything other than become drug dealers and you know uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm completely against that uh i do wonder it's like where where do we get when the how do we counter giant business like that's a big yeah. problem right now. When whether you look at when you talk socialism and libertarianism, you're talking like uh, one payer health care. That seems to be the big thing. And the, the problem right now with the the American health care system is it is a profit health care system. And the reason that is a problem is because it leads to basically us living unhealthy lives. When you go to like, you go to Canada, right? I mean, they are visibly healthier. You just see their skin. And every time I say, I'm like, God damn, these girls got good looking skin. And it's because their healthcare is about minimalizing cost. We live in a, uh, uh, when you have healthcare that's on profit, it means it makes money off of sick people. We don't have, we have to have something that, because right now our healthcare system does not counter... Uh, big pharmaceuticals we cannot argue we get you know everybody wants to get excited about gay black guy booker running huh you know he voted against americans being able to go to canada to get cheaper drugs you know i mean like the the, how do we counter that That,
1: that's that's obvious uh bullshit to, to to be uh to be nice about it i guess uh, yeah, no. So, so you backed a lot into that, and, and, and I definitely really powerfully agree with the the problems that you're observing here. And one is the perversion of the medical industry, and one is corporatism and the the rise of, uh, and concentrated you know wealth and power that exists under the modern banking and corporate system in the United States. And so, it, it, in libertarian just ethical philosophy, if something is stolen, it should be returned. The victim should be made whole. And I think it's really important to identify that there is theft involved here, that it's not just the taxation that is theft, but when you use corporate policies to eliminate competition, to create the barriers to entry that, uh, you know, favor existing large corporations who can hire the compliance teams of lawyers and accountants. And this is why the big corporations love regulation. And and what they're doing is they're stealing freedom. They're stealing opportunity. They're stealing your right as a consumer, even, to have the range of choices that the market would support without that government interference that that creates these monopolies and oligopolies in the industry that's really destructive. And so part of the, the, the challenge here is when you say, well, all of this property has been stolen. How do we return it to its rightful owner? And it's almost impossible. And so so in a sense, I want to say my priority is stop the stealing, stop the theft, stop the corporatism, the violent advantage that governments give to, to certain companies that are able to buy their favor. It's, it's a kleptocracy. Face up to that. Own that. And then when it comes to returning what's been stolen I think there, there are two really important things, and, and one of them is cryptocurrency. And it's kind of like Fight Club, where, you know, we're, we're going to erase the debt record. And it, it, it's not quite that dramatic, and you don't have to fight somebody, fortunately, for this to work. You just start having to using cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Dash, Smart Cash. Uh, there's so many others out there whatever fits your needs, whatever's appropriate. If you just want to get started getting into Bitcoin and it's a way to take the power away from the existing monetary system from the current banks. And that's huge. You do that. And, and that, you know, this is where like Facebook come in and with Libra is such a threat right now. And you go, Oh, holy crap. garbage,
2: dude. It's gar, I just don't think people are going to buy it because the people into digital currency realize what that represents.
1: Yeah, but the people who aren't into digital currency are the ones that we have to worry about. The people oh, who are waiting on the sidelines for it to be just a little bit easier and that's what they're doing. They're making it just easy enough that that you can that, that it's at least as easy as as your bank app on your phone. And right now Bitcoin doesn't do that on its own. There's no wallet. And, and like you know, uh, I use the Bitcoin.com wallet, and and you know they they've sponsored me in the past, but like it's it, it's it's a convenient wallet, but it still doesn't have all the features built into it that the modern banking system has that uh, Americans expect just as bank customers at the, at the at the point of retail. And so that's that's the danger is that libra with facebook with the and, and really it's a break i think it's still progress you know i don't look at it as like oh, oh my god this is the end of the world you know going from the federal reserve based system to bitcoin oh well maybe we got to have an intermediary time of, of, of libra before we really get free market money that that takes away that unjust power but you know i like i said i'm an optimist i see the progress here so anyway the second thing is you want
2: to respond no to i i i mean i i know that there's going to be people who are on the sidelines that are into digital currency and they see something maybe facebook's going to offer the oh yeah i'll buy it because it's a good investment but i mean like we see people we see them putting out technology stuff all the time uh and, and there's a rejection to it you know i, I mean like there's people with Apple watches, but not nearly to the number that they thought it would be. I mean, people are like, why do I need an Apple watch when I got this? It's not, it's not, As I just think that P, Facebook is so entrenched. That's why it's still around. I don't think people trust Facebook anymore. I don't think people want anything to do to anything. And then maybe I'm wrong. But then how do we counter that as, as a libertarian? How do you counter the power that is
1: Facebook? Yeah, I, I tried to get off Facebook myself. I I, I was uh, successfully disengaged from Facebook for, for about a year and I, and I got sucked back in. And, you know, I, I'd like to think I've got a pretty woke group of friends. I'd like to think that, that my audience is, is, you know, pretty well paying attention and, and, and there are alternatives out there, but it, it is it, it just it, it's. I want to say it's a first-to-market advantage, but it's not because it was second after MySpace, of course. And there are a lot of interesting theories around that, uh, that, that that maybe there was someone else behind what was going on with, with Zuckerberg and, yeah. and Facebook CIA. becoming uh, the dominant social media network. I bet you've gotten all into that. Um, but uh, the, the the other big thing... That, that I think it, my, my campaign uniquely offers is that taking the federal government through a bankruptcy process means that we get to liquidate the assets of the federal government and return them to the American people through Social Security as a as a spun off public trust that would simply exist to disperse those funds and, un, until they're paid out. The, that, the, the debt that the federal government has on paper is not a legitimate debt. So we would be disowning that and writing that off in the bankruptcy process. I couldn't agree
2: more. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, I want to get into your service. You served in uh, uh, the military. Uh, And I really do respect that. I... um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I, I have this weird thing because I really respect military and people who serve, but I, I feel that we are using and abusing our servicemen and women. Uh, we're turning them into stormtroopers for bankers. Uh, if someone can tell me why we're in Afghanistan outside of putting military people there <laughs> to guard the fucking poppy fields, give me a reason. Give me a reason.
1: Yeah. It's okay? all money and power. It's all bullshit. Right. I, I'm a big fan of Smedley Butler, and it's funny. Smedley Butler is one of the most decorated Marines in military history. Two medals of honor, multiple uh, you know, silver stars, navy crosses, uh, bronze stars, it was in the World War I, a bunch of banana wars. And he they, they teach you about that in boot camp and the Marines. They still teach you about the the legendary Smedley Butler, but they don't tell you that when he got out of the Marine Corps, he wrote a book called War is a Racket. And he described himself in it as a high class muscle man for big business and what i think the the evolution that that i've gone through now is is understanding what the founders advocated for when they said that they were against a standing army entirely and this is uh a, a bit of a mind fuck for most people to, to really go wow hold on a second let me think this through yeah Having a military makes you less safe. The founders were right. And when I say that having a military makes you less safe, I I don't just mean in the sense of blowback. You know, like when I was in Iraq, we, we made enemies faster than we could kill them. And it didn't take long to realize that the conflict was really designed that way, not to be won, of course, but to be perpetuated for the profiteers. And I'm I'm glad there, Sam, that that you didn't thank me for my service, because you know better than that. Because I would say, what, serving bankers and politicians and war profiteers? That's what I try to say to people whenever I get that opportunity to, to wake them up just a little bit. But the big lie that's behind militarism in the United States is something that we don't even question because it's really ingrained from elementary school even, when we're taught what war is. And we're told that wars are fought between countries, as if it's America versus Japan versus Germany versus China versus Russia. And it's, it's bullshit. It's, it's absolutely nonsense when you understand what government is as a violent racket. You go, wow. Because you have to separate this. And most Americans really have been uh, fooled into conflating the concepts of country and government. We think of the government as a country, and, and it, it, it's even in the mainstream media all the time. They say, uh, America did this, America did that. And it's like, no, that, was, that wasn't America. That was the leech on our ass known as the United States federal government. Could agree I mean, more, dude. That,
2: could not agree more. Could not agree so, more, man.
1: The big lie that is at the heart of militarism is that Wars are fought between countries when the truth is that wars are governments using violence to expand their protection racket and serve their sponsors one way or another. And there's no way around it. It has always been the case poor men dying to line Richmond's pocket. And when you realize that, you know, Afghanistan. Is the graveyard of empires. Why? The proof is like right here in modern history right in front of us. How did we win the revolutionary war? Now again, this is this is the nationalism even you know, even I'm susceptible. it's I think it's Doug Stanhope, you know, nationalism making you take pride in shit you never did and hate people who you've never met. It, it's like even, even I want to say we who won the Revolutionary War, because I, I like the nationalism, but only the good stuff that, that agrees with me and you know gives me a pat on the head and makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, makes me feel good about being American. But it, there is something to be said for the wisdom of the founders on this point of not having standing armies. That the free market, the free society, the legitimate, efficient defense, and, and the only one for free people is a militia-based defense. Because when you tell your government, yes, we don't mind if you rule us, sure, go ahead, tax us, bend us over as often as you feel like, it will be good little subject, that's the only reason another government wants to take you over, is so that they would govern you. Like you're being governed now and in the United States, everybody's afraid of China taking over when you present this. And it's like, wait, you mean, if China got rid of our government and had to start from scratch, I think we would be thanking them. So I, I, the truth I, I, I completely that-
2: agree with you. I completely agree with you, man. There is this this fucking conflating of that. Uh, you know what the U.S. government does. We have to co-sign on. And that's total, complete bullshit man it's my argument for israel it's like people want to go crazy on israel i know a lot of israelis dude they ain't doing anything they they get propaganda fucking shoved down their throats that gets them to convince everybody around them fucking hates them and now there is some fucking geopolitical shit going on but they are the fucking victims of fucking propaganda that gets them to fucking have identity politics with these fucking lizards way up top man who are making the real deal. Like I did not fucking illegally go into Iraq. Okay. I did not. When I say that Israel was one of the, 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 the people that were part of nine 11, I'm not saying Israelis were, I'm saying these dark arts, fucking Mossad, fucking lizard people. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as here, man. We're Don't conflating. People <laughs> are people. Okay. And they just want to laugh and drink and sh- and get their dick wet and fucking and feed their family. That's what they fucking want, man. This conflating that you know you either with us or against us bullshit that we do with this guy, co- dude. Dude, we are in all these countries for no other reason than to steal their natural resources. If you are trying to convince me this is about freedom and safety, you're lying. You're lying and you so, had your head up your ass for fucking two decades.
1: I, I love that message and in, in your stand up uh, and how that's that, that, that really permeates in your understanding. I got to ask you a question. Uh, are you a fan of the Bullworth theory?
2: What's the Bullworth theory?
1: I don't know if it's actually called that or if I just made that up. But do you, do you know the movie Bullworth?
2: <laughs> I do know the mo- movie Bullworth. What's the theory?
1: We just all got to keep fucking each other till we're all the same color. Boom.
2: Dude, we all need to fuck until we all look Filipino. That's my opinion. We're all going to eventually look Filipino. Knock the bottom out. He's halfway there, dude. This guy looks like he loves to sing karaoke songs in bands on naval bases. I've That's how I know co- he's Filipino. I've never been called Filipino. You are. Trust it. me. You're so. Filipino for the sake of this discussion. <laughs> so we got this war thing going on. We what 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 we've had since and there's this question about whether george uh, George Bush jr was even in the military nobody saw him there uh you had Obama no military service and now we have Trump no military service um is it better to have a military person in there or is there some brainwashing going on that they think might is right what what's your opinion on that
1: yeah it, it depends and there are a lot of different conflating factors. And, and, and I would say that there are a couple of things that, that my military service is a testimony to that. I don't mind being appreciated for that. I, I was willing to put my life on the line because I thought it was protecting people, that it was making the world a better place. And I joined before nine 11 and I joined before we were in a war that has now gone on, almost two decades I, you know so there's a certain uh factor where i think people a lot of people like me have gotten out and and maybe the only people who that there's a bias now of uh, people who are still in the military one way or another in support of the global war on terror uh just because it's been going on for so long so uh, i mean i was at the, uh, the the idaho republican state central committee meeting uh, a couple weekends ago, and there was a resolution to support Donald Trump uh, in his intention to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. And there were two National Guard commanders who got up and spoke against it. Uh, these are Republicans speaking out against policy proposed by the president to keep troops in Afghanistan longer. And I was I was shocked. It was, it was kind of a reality check for me because I think a lot of people who have been in combat uh, are propelled towards libertarianism because, because they go, where was the ethics lacking in this? And they seek that ethical message. So not necessarily. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, I, I don't think I offer, you know, any, any more truth because I saw the horrors of war up close. And that motivated me a certain way and propelled me to, to find out certain truths for myself. I think what, what I offer a, as a candidate is someone, you know, should I be the Libertarian Party nominee uh, who can appeal to the people who would 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 say, well, you're un American or you never saw shit or, you know, no, I'm sorry. I was in collusion 2004. I saw Marines die. I saw Iraqis die. It was it was bullshit. And, and I it took me a while to figure that out. But I figured it out. And the sooner the rest of the world figures it out, the better off we'll be.
2: Yeah, I I can't agree more. And, and the biggest thing that people need to understand is that when we see these defense budgets go up and up and up, very little of that actually goes to our our sons and our daughters who are on the front line. Those go to those go to fucking yeah. military contracts, dude. And they are just yeah. reaping fucking cash. And I don't know how they could spend all this fucking Money, man. It's so much. They will never <laughs> spend it a million lifetimes. And they just keep, because t- they're psychopaths, man. They're psychopaths. And it's like, it's really sad that those two guys stood up. Because you could actually go, dude, we have seen that dark forces are behind this global terrorism. Okay? That, you know, over and over we find that the CIA funds a lot of these people we're fighting. Donald Trump yeah. selling those those th- those arms to Saudi. Guess where those arms are going? Two places: to fucking slaughter Yemen and com- and continue the genocide, and the second one is to ISIS, who will be fighting our sons and daughters.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is disgusting. It's almost, I mean, I, well, Sam, I, there, there's there's one idea, and I, I you know Xavier, if you've never heard of this. This is so important and this is, this is really critical to my worldview and, and to how I have come to understand political progress in the sense towards more freedom and less war, more harmony, more cooperation and globally. Professor Steven Pinker from Harvard did a great TED talk on this based on his book, The Better Angels of Our Nature called The Surprising Decline in Violence. And what he has proven academically, irrefutably, And there are different theories about this, but what he has proven that that really is irrefutable is that, at least in the categories that he's examining of of human violence and conflict, violence is on the decline and follows a kind of radioactive decay curve throughout human history. We are living in the most peaceful times ever. You are less likely today than ever before to experience violence at the hands of another human being. And, And there are those who would, would dismiss this and say, well, look at how big government is. Look at how much it controls our lives. And I don't well, a, a lot of libertarians uh, and, and, and and conservatives at least have this one thing genuinely in common, is that we make the mistake of assuming that big government is always worse than small government. And I, I had to figure this out for myself when I, I asked myself the question, well, how do we measure the evil of government? How bad is bad government? What what and?" and and, and it actually was, was answered by this little thought experiment where I asked myself, well, would you rather live under a huge government that's half the population uh, and, and dominates a, a huge sector of the economy, but is, is pretty nonviolent, respects individual rights, never starts wars, and exerts just enough coercion to, to have the, the business that it has a monopoly on? Or would you rather live in a, in a, under a government that's tiny, one percent of the population, but it murders every firstborn child. And you go, oh, yeah, no shit. And it's that the the evil of government is not measured by its size, but rather how much it violently takes us off our natural state of harmony. And in that sense, humanity is progressing. and 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 I think it gets better every day.
2: I agree with that. I'm also going to say something that government is not a thing. It is a uh, it is a paradigm. Meaning, there's no there's yeah. no government. It's like I like if a government's yeah. in the building, right? The White House, it, you know, it, <laughs> if the government you burn down the White House, there's still government. It's not, it's a paradigm, dude. Right. And we we yeah. talk about government like it's a thing. What it is is we have corrupt individuals who are manipulating the paradigm, and we've they've yeah. created a system that it is, it's caused us to be fucking paying attention to shit over here. And now what's going on over here and it's got, it's gotten so well done so well, but the yes. problem is it's starting to fail because they're not smart people. They're, they're very dumb. <laughs> Psychopaths can't create. They're not creators. Okay. Uh, analytical people, they can create like, uh, software, but they can't create like, fucking ideas do you understand what i'm saying I, I that sounded really dumb right there but that like these psychopaths they can't create stuff that will get a, a new way of lying to us so they keep running the same thing because they're not smart enough to mix it up they're not smart yeah they're, they're psychopaths
1: yeah yeah i this is this is why technology is such an important concept in this is that the way I, I and and i don't know that I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that the psychopaths can't create or be creative, but or or even that there are genius psychopaths in a very competitive industry of political power who who get up there who are capable of of, of great evil and and achieving great organizational accomplishments like like we see today. And I, I wouldn't underestimate them in that sense. But here's what's shifting, and it's it's the awareness of the internet. I mean, it's podcasts like this. It is it, it's, it's the the conversation that is made possible on the internet, and the fact that their kids. You think about the super classes as a whole, like the Rockefellers, the Warbucks. You know, the the, the the several thousand, you know, most powerful families in the world. Their kids are growing up with the same internet that we are, and. The things that drive them to that evil, the ability of their parents to pass on that psychopathy, because even psychopathy is is in a sense something that they can be passed on behaviorally, and that it, it, is, that effect is going away. That the motivation for control and power and dominance, even that is going away, is just as humanity gets wealthier, and and so that's that 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 gives me a lot of hope. I think it's not that that they're failing because. They're not creating. It's just that people are waking up faster than they can keep us asleep.
2: Yeah. I mean, like if you look at Bill Gates, he's been accused of stealing his operating system. Steve Jobs accused of stealing a bunch of ideas. Mark, Mark uh, Zuckerberg accused of stealing his idea. I mean, it's, it, we've seen at the highest levels that these people that I just don't think they're creative and that they're 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 good enough to see a good idea and they're good enough to Steal fucking it. see it through that's my opinion.
1: Um, I want to talk to you I, about, I don't, I, mean, I don't mean to dismiss that. That's definitely a big part of it. I, and, and it's just that if you're, those people are, are even, even, there are a lot of people trying to be evil and smart and steal shit. But yeah, I think you, your distinctions is, is important that yeah, they're not, they're not the people who are They're, 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 they're bent on exploitation. Not creation, not providing value.
2: One hundred percent. At the highest levels, they're old fucking idiot piece of shits, and they're not creative people. They're stuck in their old way, and they're you know the whole reason Hillary Clinton's emails got out is because she's an old bitch and she doesn't know how to use the internet, and she sent out (laughs) like, dude, rule number one of the internet. Don't fucking email about crime. You know it's like dumb fucks who like take <laughs> pictures of themselves with all the money they robbed from a bank and put it on Facebook. It's like you're dumb, dude. And like she's just old, so they like emailed all this crime. And it's it's catching up because they're not smart. They can't like, dude. They, they dude. They pulled this shit on us to get us in Iraq, and now they think they can pull it again to get it into fucking Iran. And it's not gonna happen. Who knows? It's gonna happen. I, I think we have taxation. Tech-
1: so what, it's, it's what they can get away with gets smaller over time. We, all right, we're going to lie them into World War I and World War II. And, I mean, you, you go back and read that history. If you think that those wars were just and legitimate no, dude. on the other side. I no, honestly not think even close.
2: most not even close. wars are false flagged that most people right. don't want to fight. And it's just like these rich <laughs> fucking assholes want to take all the money.
1: To, but Vietnam scaled down, Gulf War scaled down, global war on terror scaled down. And and it's that it's harder to lie to us and get away with it. And, and what they can get away with is on only on a much smaller scale. They can still have Donald Trump's and, you know, Scud missiles or whatever they are all over the place. that cost, you know, million, tens of millions of dollars each, whatever it is. It's just insane. But. The idea of a force-on-force war, where a bunch of people line up in the middle of a field where none of them live to kill each other because they're wearing different colors. Sorry, not in the age of the internet. Well, not
0: it, it used to, it's, it used to be conquering. You Used to conquer a whole fucking place and that was yours. Now we just fight over and over. No,
2: because these people, because our government is is hijacked by people don't want all, an end. They want continuously buying their products. Well,
0: when I thought we went to Iraq, I literally thought, oh, okay, we're going to get a new state out there when <laughs> I was a kid. When I was a kid, that's what I thought because that's Man, what I wars were. I love the, it. Th- those were like used yeah. to conquer this place. Uh, used this to conquer this. House.
2: We're going to open some whorehouses, place to do drugs. I literally thought you. that was going to happen. No. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, nope. we're going to war with Iraq.
0: I was like, what? and Like fucking nine or yeah. eight, I was like, holy
2: shit, we're going to have a new state. I mean, dude, we have bases and we've been there for 20 everywhere years. now. It's, uh, and dude, the, yeah. people, the people who built, who worked in the shadow government of our government to create this military industrial product, they're doing it all now with China. You know, Israel, which is just the only reason. Israel, it's not about religion. They tell you it's about so you fight over it. But it's, a, it's about a land bridge. About, uh, that allows the easiest way to get goods from from Asia and Africa to Europe. And they're just locking it down. And that's if it was about religion, why would they give China a giant port there? Because it's about business, dude. It's about business. And these lizard motherfuckers run this shit. But I want to get down to, um, I want to talk about crime, the other industrial complex that's destroying this country, which is like privatized prisons, ridiculous yeah. laws. That are ran by rich people. Like, dude, I'm sorry. Drugs, prostitution should be legal. And I know some people have got weird reactions to that. But it's like, I dude, you should not be going to jail for doing drugs, okay? If you steal to get drugs, that's a crime. That's called theft. If you do drugs yourself, that's to yourself, okay? There's no law against destroying your life. All right, because I would be a fucking three-time felon. All right, there's no laws against that. All right, but let me tell well, you like- something: if you arrest me and you throw me in jail and you hit me with a felony, I can stop doing drugs. I can't stop being a felon, and that fucking makes my life in- ten times worse.
0: Easily, you easily, can't get a job. It's so hard.
2: Yeah. It's like, dude, I get it. I get drugs, man. We don't want to legalize heroin. We don't want to legalize meth. But guess what, man? We we can figure out a way to decriminalize it so that people get hooked on it. Don't end up paying a price longer even if they get sober. It makes no sense. Your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, this is what you said. We don't want to legalize them. Uh, I do. And it's not because I want people to do them. I, I'm not pro-drug or anti-drug. Uh, I'm pro healthy conscientious enjoyable drug use for whatever does it for you and if there's no victim there's no crime and it's the same thing with sex you know i'm 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 pretty vanilla as far as things go but i you know i don't want any rules on you in your bedroom or who you're allowed to make love to or anything like that and while it's sort of like again the aesthetics versus the ethics like I, i don't i don't want meth to be legal but I don't want to use violence of the state against someone for using meth. That's insane. And and, and I think just getting to that core ethical concept makes it it a little easier to understand and and to separate ourselves from the racket of government as a whole.
2: Okay. Outside of murder, outside of of theft, okay, outside of violence, okay, a lot of things should be legal. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, dude- me someone doing drugs as much as you don't like that it's not causing you any problems prostitution is a poor people crime because in la we see all these (laughs) billboards for sugar dating that is what rich girls do rich girls become sugar daters poor girls become street walkers it's just a fact Hey, listen. Oh, well, Mary mentioned be me that then fine. If you, And I know you're not going to agree with this, but make it a rule that uh married guys can't get hookers. Fine, whatever it is. But, you know, uh, having affairs uh, no, in the league. You, know,
1: it's, it's, okay. you want to get a marriage in government, man. No one's, one's going to get married yeah, if you're, there's you're, hookers. You're, you're, a
2: lot of that. I think that is a big fear <laughs> that everything will become a transaction. But my point is that even if you don't like something, it doesn't mean it should be illegal. And, and the thought about paying for sex—it's like some guy who's older got cash in her pocket. This chick needs to pay rent. Let's just—or this guy needs to pay rent. F- work it out, man. It's capitalism. You,
0: you say that shit. You say what is it? You don't like abortions? Don't
2: fucking get an abortion. Yeah, that—that's my opinion. Because it's not going away, and it's all you're not. doing is pushing these people into dark alleys where it gets really unfucking safe. So what would you do with that? What would you do with all those all those uh, crimes?
1: Well, Sam, is where I got to be humble and and say, you know, I'm not a central planner. I'm not going to answer all these questions and solve all of everybody's problems. What I'm pushing is the first step in localization and, and dissolving the federal government sounds like a big deal. We're talking only about 3 million people out of 22 million who work for government at the state and local and federal level together. And a lot of those 3 million jobs that we're going to eliminate are going to be recreated at the state government, at least temporarily. I mean, we might be talking about getting rid of as, as few as one in ten government jobs it's not that much but what it allows for in getting government down to the state level is a customization of your government experience I mean, the ultimate goal is to get it down to the point where every individual on your private property you have the right to opt out entirely but like say you really don't like drugs and you find a bunch of other people who don't like drugs and you want to have a community where drugs aren't allowed and you all voluntarily agree as each other's neighbors county. Hey, we're going to sign a contract it's Going to be a private agreement between us as neighbors, and we're we're going to call this a drug-free neighborhood. And 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 if you violate that, you know, you get kicked out of the neighborhood, or or you pay a fine to the 8 go way, or, or fine. something like that. I'm but totally fine yeah. with that.
2: I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I mean, there's dry there's dry counties where you can't drink alcohol. Alcohol's legal in this country.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't like it. Don't hang out there.
2: Yeah, you don't like it. Don't. I mean, it doesn't go away. What if we outlawed once? That went away. Nothing. Right. But we got to stop violence and theft. Okay, Those are the things we got to stop because those hurt other people.
1: So this is, again, libertarianism uh, really explains what you're talking about so well, very precisely with this idea of self-ownership as the foundation of ethics. And uh, this is sometimes described as natural law. Right. So you own yourself. As an as a independent consciousness in your own body, that's an observation of reality. That's not just a construct. If ownership is that absolute inherent control, there's nothing that you own more than yourself. And this is why it's wrong to violate someone else's self-ownership. So it's wrong to, to, to in, interfere with you exercising your rights, your freedoms. It's wrong to assault you. It's wrong to hit you. Because you own your body, you also own the product of your labor. And this gets to the Lockean concept of property rights. If you mix your labor with natural resources, your labor is in it. And this is there's there's some subjectivity here, right? Like I can put up a fence around 10 acres here in Arizona and say this is my homestead. I'm I own this. I'm working this. Uh, but I couldn't put up a fence around a million acres like you know a lot of corporations do in different circumstances and say, well, I own all this because I put up a fence around it. But if you have property that you've acquired legitimately through Developing natural resources on your own or through trade—you sold your labor, or or you bought something, or bartered for something—then you own that as much as an extension of yourself as anything. And so it's just as wrong to violate that. And and this is where you go, well, hey, if there's not a victim, there's no crime. If, if I don't hurt anybody, if I'm using my own property in a way that no one else is affected, and you come in and interfere with my ability to do that, then you're the criminal. And we live under a criminal government, dude.
2: I agree with it, man. I totally 100% agree with it. Now, I've seen you've been arrested a couple times for weed, for social uh, disobedience. Dancing. Dancing. How'd you get arrested for dancing?
1: <laughs> oh, man. In uh, oh, How far back does this go? So this was 2011 when this happened with me. Man, a long time ago before that. Uh, there was a flash mob. And by the way, I think it's deliciously ironic that flash mobs were a relatively fleeting social phenomena. But there was a flash mob proposed by a group of libertarians to celebrate Thomas Jefferson's birthday, where they went out at midnight, headphones in, we're going to dance, we're going to do a little thing, say happy birthday, Thomas Jefferson, and and then we're going to leave. And as they were doing this, one of the uh, United States... Park police came up to them and said, "You guys have to leave. You're not allowed to do this here without a permit." And they started they started walking out. And the last girl in in line in this group, she's like dancing as she's walking out of there, you know. And the guy grabs her and goes, "No, you're under arrest." What a piece and, and of shit! Like, yeah, yeah, well, your tax dollars at work, America. Would you get rid of, um,
2: uh, the, oh, go on, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, freedom of expression and, 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 and the Jefferson monument of all places, that great champion of free speech. And so this went actually to appeal and it was, uh, I, I, think it was a district court judge upheld the original decision, charging her, uh, with a federal violation. And it wasn't even a misdemeanor. It was like a code violation, um, for Dancing in a Restricted Area, because it was not appropriately reverent enough. As in, you, you you must bow down at the gods of government, even though it's Thomas Jefferson, the one who said, bow down to nobody. And so uh, a couple friends of mine, uh, Eddie Free and Jared Denman, put together the uh, dance party at TJ's protest. We went back. And and we danced, and this was the video that went super viral in 2011, uh, of me getting choke slammed by a cop. I was picked up from behind in a bear hug, and then like thrown kind of over his hip. And as I was in midair, he grabbed me by the neck and slammed me on the on this marble floor. And if I hadn't been a Marine Corps rugby player, like knew to tuck the chin and slap the ground, and how to take a fall like that. You he know, would have whipped my head back and, and cracked it open on the marble there. And uh, he put his knee in my ribs. And you can see in the video, like, his knee goes, I mean, you go, holy crap. I I, even I was like, I didn't realize that was happening. I didn't know ribs were that flexible. Uh, but, because it looks like his knee goes, all, you know, all the way to my spine. It's, it's, it's pretty intense. It's
2: unbelievable, dude. Uh, but I was
1: I- <laughs> I was just I, I was just uh, bruised up. It wasn't bad, you know. I, I, not, nothing worse than a rugby game, for sure.
2: You know, my and, uh, my grandfather uh, was a cop. Yeah. My cousin's a cop. I have a, a, a I'm very uh, I, I have a I have a soft spot for cops. But I I I do know that when they come to crack down on disobedience, it's the cops that they send. And these cops crack skulls for a paycheck. They hit their brothers, their sisters, their fucking fellow countrymen crack their fucking skulls. you got to stop flipping off people now since you can't be dancing. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. Guy's dancing, she's dancing. I mean, get a fucking life. Get a life. I
1: was afraid for a second that you were going to say your wife was a cop too. That would be... be, uh, Nah, dude. Nah. Nah, I couldn't do that.
2: (laughs) I'm too much of a fucking crazy person. But, uh, yeah, it's just disgusting. Would you get rid of, uh... The rule that you can't fire a federal employee?
1: Oh, well, I wouldn't have to get rid of the rule because I'm going to fire all of the federal employees. Boom. Gonna, as soon as I said, oh, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the mechanisms of this that I think is really cool is that on day one, We declare that the federal government is of no authority, that it it is in bankruptcy now. It is a custodial institution. I resigned from the presidency to become custodian of the federal government with the fiduciary responsibilities of a bankruptcy agent. But from day one, federal laws are unenforced, unenforceable. I love it, dude. And uh, by the way, the the thing about the, the Jefferson Dance Party, I've done a lot of civil disobedience. But this was really the most successful in terms of changing policy. And, and I didn't know until after this happened, but Thomas Jefferson was actually known as the dancing president. Like, he would bust out his fiddle at the White House and has all these great quotes about how good dancing is for young people, just to lay on the irony. But we, we actually beat the charges in court just by standing up and being a pain in the butt for half a day. Unbelievable. and Unbelievable we got the policy changed you can now go back and it's totally symbolic i don't care i'm involved in, in, in and i actually have some pending legal cases that i i can't comment on right now where i'm, I'm working on stuff that's of actual like legal precedent significance but th- there was a certain beauty in the simple elegance of this that we won and if you go back to the jefferson monument today you will not be arrested for dancing they know better now
2: you are—you've uh, had a, a successful radio show. You are on RT America. What's your thoughts on RT?
1: I think it's the Russian government poking the American government in the eye, and and I was grateful to be a, a part of that finger for a short period of time, um, but y- you are becoming a finger of of the Russian government when you work for RT, and that's probably why I only lasted four months there. I had a deal with them where. I had absolute editorial control over my show and they genuinely respected that. Uh, There's, there's only one caveat that they have the, the chyrons, the titling on the bottom of the screen. And when I interviewed Ron Paul, I wanted it to say future president of the United States of America. (laughs) And and they said, no, you can't do that. You can only do serious titles on the titles because it's, you know, credibility of the network. But, Uh, I was critical of Putin in a a deliberate way to be sort of balanced. And uh, I I think it was more that at some point uh, they realized, wait a second, this guy is not just against the American government. He's against the concept of government, because as we know it today, a government is an institution of violent control. There's no way around that.
2: It's all about control. Uh, Tell us about your book, Freedom. (laughs)
1: Well uh, Since I now don't have to do the shameless plug At the end I appreciate that I I started writing this book When I was in jail uh, After the shotgun incident in two thousand. What
2: happened with the shotgun incident?
1: I I recorded a video Of myself loading a shotgun In the ironically named Freedom Plaza Two blocks away from the White House And it was 20 seconds uh, Of glory And it was enough To get my home raided, Uh, my door beat down, a flashbang grenade thrown at my dog, and uh, two helicopters over my house. Uh, What? Ultimately, they sent more men after me than they sent after Bin Laden. Yeah. Oh my. They were of a much lower caliber in a number of ways, and they, they were more interested, probably, in justifying their budget than anything. And I, I do find it particularly embarrassing that of all the federal agencies for me to be in kind of a, a spat with or, or uh, to have a rivalry with, I get the United States Park Police, <laughs> the the, the, drag, the federal law enforcement barrel, the FBI Academy dropouts. And uh, I, I wonder if they're going to hear this, but uh, I don't particularly care uh, they, they're there are plenty of good people who work in the park police, but there are a lot of bad ones who do, uh, you know, crowd control and protester control and stuff like that around the Capitol. So uh, I was I was in jail for four months and people sent me all these great books about libertarianism and, and ethics and philosophy and, and economics. And, and I realized that the, the, there had been a transformation that I went through. Uh, I was the libertarian when I enlisted in the Marine Corps, but I didn't know what it meant. Uh, I was a libertarian uh, by default. Uh, like, I'm not going to be a Republican or Democrat. That's totally fucking lame. Sign me up. What are my options, teacher? You know, and, and it was like, oh, you can be a libertarian. They they like to be left alone. Uh, so I was like, yeah, was, you know, punk kid, sign me up for that. And it, it wasn't until even, uh, you know, I got back from Iraq and, and some years had passed that I was really fully propelled by that experience to get to the bottom of the rabbit hole on this understanding of of freedom as an ethical principle rather than a a political aesthetic or even a political message so uh, what what i saw was that all these books that people had sent me i read a lot of them already and so i was you know giving them out to other inmates which was a lot of fun but what i realized was that there was uh, an opportunity to to be the the very best rip-off artist in the freedom movement and and take all of the best ideas out of these books and all of the best features and qualities of these books, all of their strengths, none of their weaknesses, and combine them in, into one ultimate book that would be short and easy to understand and, and the the quickest way to convert people to this worldview. And and if I may just say one thing about that, you know, there, well. I I used to use this flat Earth analogy before flat Earthers became a thing again, and they kind of ruined it for me. But basically, people used to think the Earth was flat and the center of the universe. And then someone came along and said, no, maybe it's round and it's not the center of the universe. And they had done all of this complicated math and made all of these uh, equations to justify the crazy observed orbits of planetary bodies in the flat earth model. And then someone said, no, look, it's, it's round. It's, it's not the center of the universe. And look, all of, all of the, the, the math gets so much simpler. Everything makes sense. It's really easy now. And still people had to, to go over the, the equation again and again and again and go, well, yeah, in order to, to, to displace this way more complex, complex model that they had put all this thought into and justification into. And, and that's really where we are with statism and, and government today. And that, you know, especially even someone like you, you got a lot of family members who were cops. You know, you you'd probably have a whole other set of thoughts and feelings around these issues. If, say, you're, you had a family member who was killed as a cop by, you know, who, who was doing the right thing as a cop, because, <clears throat> you know, it, it does happen. And similarly, all of us uh, it, it, who haven't at least achieved this this level of awareness, and and, and I'm, I was really bad, you know. I uh, Marine Corps. I put my life on the line for the system. It better be fucking righteous. And it, it took me ten years yeah. to to, uh, to displace that model. And so I wrote the book Freedom to be the most efficient way for for people to go. Okay, yeah we don't have to keep making excuses for government. It really is fundamentally unethical from the ground up.
2: Well, man, this has been a wonderful episode. I do love cops. I do find it hilarious though, that these people on the left want to take away guns and give them to cops. When two years ago, they were crying about cops shooting everybody. And it's like, Oh, well you, you want to give them the guns. You were just telling me how dangerous cops are. Now you're telling me they're the only ones who should have guns. It's a crazy, crazy yeah. thing, dude. It's a crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, I love what you do, man. You got my vote, dude. I wasn't even going to vote, but now I'm going to vote. And you got my vote, <laughs> dude. I'm going to come vote. Well, thank you, brother. Who's the vice president pick going to be, dude? Who are you going to go with, man?
1: Well, there, there are a few that, that have been floated and... Uh, I don't want to name any names at this point because there are actually a couple of people like in, in in serious running right now, but there are uh, a lot of great options for people. Kanye to West, the last that you'll never need.
2: Kanye um, West, dude, you want to win? Kanye West, you Kanye, twenty twenty. <laughs> say, call it, burn everything <laughs> down. If he's on with down. the
1: platform, I'm, I'd be. I'd, he's in the running for sure. Um, but I I, I just want to uh, say that the, the, the Libertarian primary is not determined by any government-held elections or votes. It's all determined by people who show up to the National Convention as delegates. And it's embarrassingly easy to be a delegate to the Libertarian National Convention. And so if you want to be a part of this, please sign up. It takes a little bit more than just saying, hey, you know, we'll vote in the general if you get the nomination. We really do need to make sure that this is the future for the libertarian movement and the party and that Americans have a real choice. Besides, you know, asshole A or asshole B in 2020 and say, look, no, there's a real alternative. We can get rid of all the assholes and shut down Washington for all. So let me say, man, I'm, I'm just I'm grateful for this. Uh, this, uh, this opportunity. Every time you talk, I'm like, I know that voice. I know that voice. I hear that yeah. voice while I'm driving. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, there, if, if people can remember how to spell my funny last name, we'll it's KokeshThePresident.com. Uh, K-O-K-E-S-H, but it's easier to find me through my main website, thefreedomline.com. My book is free in every digital format possible there, including audiobook. Oh, thank you. You can get it also on Amazon. We made it about as cheap as possible there. And uh, I really appreciate everybody who's always supported my activism and, and made it possible for me to do this. I'm doing uh, Adam versus the man now, putting out videos five days a week. And, and, getting back into the swing of things with that. It's, it's just, it, it's been, um, for me now, let's see, it was, it was November 30, 2006. I got out of the Marine Corps, March 19, 2007 was my start with the rock veterans against the war. Uh, it, it's been a little over 12 years now, uh, a full-time activism. And, you know, I've, I've, Put everything i can into this i've been arrested more times than i can count uh-huh. uh, i've been broke more times than i can count i've caught greyhound buses way more times than i want to count getting from place to place but it's all, all been worth it to make it happen to be a part of this and i've spent a lot of time in, in my activism as an independent journalist and if, if there's anybody who's still listening to my voice all the way into this podcast share this show support independent media support this podcast support the people who are getting the message out that you believe in put your money where where your ears are at least uh because we don't qualify for government-approved corporate sponsorship so,
2: your are my that. friend thank you so much uh again dude you came you saw you kicked a whole lot of ass uh adam kokesh your i appreciate you coming on uh go to his website adam kokesh was it kokesh Kokesh for president.com. No, the freedomline.com No, this is Kokesh. The is Okay. The freedom, the
1: freedom is the easier one to remember.
2: The freedomline.com Okay. You're a G dude. I appreciate you. If you're ever in LA, let me know. Love to meet uh, face oh, I, I, I really want to see one of your shows. I,
1: I, I got, I got, a, I, and, I, and I, I'm only six hours from LA. I really don't have an excuse.
2: Come and hang out. I want uh, to so hang that out that with a presidential nominee. I want to come yes, hang. All right. Be safe. You're the best. Good luck. Anything I can do to help, please let me know, and we'll do it again soon. You guys rock. XG, you're great. Thank you. Aaron, shh. shh. Bye, guys. You're the best. Nice
1: Thanks,